Blog Talk Radio. Join us as we travel into the inner workings of John Cheney's mind. Beyond Midcourt is another dimension. A dimension of pressure. A dimension of coverage. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land. Two slow-footed white guys, incapable of playing man-to-man. Of help side defense and active hand. You've just crossed half-court into the matchup zone. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? This is Kevin Owens here in the Matchup Zone live blog talk radio from the Phone Pack Studios here in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Coming to you live. This is just Kevin tonight. No Mike, no Hank, no guest, just me. Mainly because no one really gives a shit about soccer, and I'm the only one who wants to talk about it. So we will be talking about uh, a little bit of World Cup tonight now. Uh In terms of people who have been watching the World Cup and people who are interested in the World Cup, I do think it is the most exciting World Cup we've seen in some time. Uh, Penalty shootouts, uh, we have a lot of interesting matchups. The best teams played, well, the one bracket actually consisted of all of the best uh, best teams, but some of them knocked each other out. Now England has a straight path to the World Cup uh, final if they uh, can get through Croatia on Wednesday, and we have Belgium and France on Tuesday. Now, I don't know if any of you out there were watching as excited as I was, but I think this is the kind of World Cup that should bring people who are usually not soccer fans to becoming soccer fans. Whoa, sorry. Uh, I I do think it's the kind of World Cup where uh, people who never watched soccer before could be interested. I think the penalty shootouts are something that the Americans are interested in. Uh, Look at hockey. They took on the penalty shootout thing and made hockey more exciting. I will tell you this about soccer. It is a long sport, and it's one of those sports where if you miss five minutes, you're like, oh, shit, I just missed the goal. And there's only so many goals in the game, which is crazy to me, considering when I look at actual soccer, the goal's pretty freaking huge. It's a big goal. And you're trying to put a ball smaller than a basketball into this big net. Now, granted, you have a lot of people defending you from doing that, and the goalkeeper can use his hands, but it's a big net, man. It is a big net, and I think that was one of the things that a lot of people... I mean, look at hockey. Like Americans like hockey, Canadians like hockey, Swedes like hockey. I think it's one of those things where if you look at hockey, the goalkeeper takes up the entire goal. There's nothing else. There's like literally a, a little tiny pit of space where the goalie is not, and the rest of it is goalie. I mean, there's, it's a net and goalie. And you got to be good to get that little puck through that through that area. And get, granted, the puck's a lot smaller. The soccer is, man, that goal is huge. But one nothing, one one, 
penalty shootouts, guys missing penalty kicks. It's obviously hard. I played soccer. Listen, I played soccer for like five minutes of my life. I'm not one to judge soccer. I do think it's a hard sport. I think it's one of those sports where you have to be in ridiculous shape. Think about, think about a lot of the sports in the world. Combining athleticism and skill. If I were putting together a list, as my chair squeaks, baseball is probably one of the more skilled sports in terms of you've got to be able to throw a ball 90 miles an hour. You've got to be able to pick it up in your glove and fire it to first base. You've got to be able to catch the ball in the outfield. You ever watch a baseball game where the ball goes flying up in the air and it's like the guy moves two steps and he catches it? It's about playing the angles, but hitting a baseball is hard, especially when the ball's moving. It's hard. It takes a lot of skill. Athleticism, not so much. Football, a lot of athleticism, a decent amount of skill, but not as much as other sports. A lot of people can throw a football. A lot of people can catch the football. It's what everyone did with their dad growing up, or at least dreamed about, and then later in life had issues. People dreamed and threw footballs to each other all their life. It's more athleticism. It is more flying down a field and catching a ball. That's what it is more. It's pushing off blocking, tackling. It's more athleticism. We go into hockey. Hockey is an athletic and skill because you've got to be able to do things. It's athleticism. It's skill. Handle a puck, shoot a puck, skate all around. It's hard. It's hard to skate. Christ, I had rollerblades once and it wasn't easy. It's hard to skate. Skating is hard enough as it is, meanwhile, playing an entire sport on it. So I would say that would probably be third if we're ranking them all in terms of what they consist of athleticism and skill. And we go fifth, baseball, fourth, football, uh, third, hockey. I'm going to say soccer is number two. Obviously, basketball is number one. Basketball is hard. The, the only reason I say basketball is hard, and listen, I played basketball and I played for a long time. Uh, you'll never see anyone be brought down to earth. I mean, I've seen great athletes who have gone through, done great things, track stars I've seen. I've seen football players. I've seen a ton of people who are really good athletes walking in the gym and shoot a basketball, and holy shit. It is not pretty. It's not a pretty thing. If you can't shoot a basketball, it immediately brings you back to earth. So basketball is hard because shooting a basketball is hard enough. Running up and down, jumping, it's it's the most athletic sport, and it's the most skilled sport, dribbling, doing all these different things to get to the basket. It's hard. Soccer, I'm going to put it number two, mainly because – For 90 minutes, these guys are running around. 90 minutes with, like, no timeouts. That's crazy to me. I mean, 45 minutes right in a row, no timeouts. 
And people wonder why they flop because they're freaking tired. Like, I would flop, too, if I was that tired. You, some of you are, like, everyone's like, oh, foot fairies, look at them complaining. And granted, some of those guys, Neymar, take it a little too far. But my God, for 45, I'd love to see some of you critics go out there for 45 minutes and do anything competitively where you're sprinting around for 45 straight minutes. Take a 15-minute break. Go back out for 45 more minutes. And then be tied and go back out there for another half hour with a, with a two-minute break in between. You guys would drop dead, which is pretty much what's happening with some of these athletes. I mean, you take a dive. You're taking a dive. You're, you're milking it. You're allowing your, yourself and your teammates time to rest, which is a huge thing because there is no other thing. This is a mental game as well. And when you're trucking through a million miles an hour, it's not football, where if you hit someone, that's what's supposed to happen. You, I couldn't imagine being a soccer defender. They have the shittiest job in all of the world because you have the fastest, most athletic people in the world throwing themselves at you, and you have to steal the ball, block the ball, do that without touching them, making contact, creating a foul especially in the area. My God, what a job they have. I think anyone who sees a defender needs to go up and shake their hand, say, you're doing a great job. Even if they're shitty, they're still doing a good job because that is the hardest. It's like, what? like think about when you were a kid, because everyone played soccer. Don't get me wrong. Everyone played soccer because it was the first thing. What, you couldn't swim yet. Like, like I said, like all the other things, it takes like a lot of skill. You know, baseball, swinging a bat, uh, football, people are afraid of getting hurt. Hockey, Christ, you don't have the money for the equipment. Therein lies basketball. It's like you can't reach the net. So there comes soccer. Soccer is for everyone because everyone can run. Well, most kids who sign up for soccer can run and kick a ball. And that's all it is. It's called herd ball back at that age. But everyone's played soccer. Everyone. So when I say that everyone's played soccer, you need to understand that everyone initially wants to play one position. They want to score goals because no one cares about the defenders. No one really cares about the goalie. Goalies are great when they make saves. When they don't, it's like anything else. You, You suck. You let in a goal, you're the worst ever. You make a ridiculous acrobatic save, sign him up, you're a billionaire. No one wants it to be a defender because, and listen, I grew up playing, I played soccer for a little bit. My brother played soccer and guess where they stuck me and his big ass in the back. He was the goalie. I was the defender and it sucked because I'm sitting there with like, listen, all the girls, when you hit home runs, you get the girls. Now in basketball, it used to be when you dunk the ball in basketball, you got the girls. Now you're hitting threes from, from three quarter length court for some unfair freaking godly reason pulling up because kids are idiots and watch the wrong people watch NBA and don't watch good high school players when they're four they're pulling up from and all the girls are like swooning because they're like oh my gosh it's like three points is better than two when you score a goal man you are the shit you are the one you are it 
If Ronaldo was a defender, no one would like him. No one would like him. Ronaldo gets girls because, A, he's a great player, B, he's a great-looking dude, and C, he scores goals. If you score goals, you get the girls. So everyone wanted to score goals, and they always have to have the defender. Someone has to play back there. It's one of those grunt positions where you're not going to get the girls. Well, you will, but you're not going to get the Ronaldo girls. You'll get the leftovers. You'll be out with the Ronaldo, and Ronaldo will be, you know, being dancing, and everyone's like, oh, it's Ronaldo. And then you come by, and Ronaldo's like, oh, there's my friend, Mr. Defense. And everyone's like, oh, my God, you play too? Yes, I do. That's kind of what the soccer is. So getting back into the World Cup, which is has been the most exciting tournament, I'll tell you right, what right now, I'm drinking a Bonnington's, and I'll tell you why, because I'm rooting for England, because the United States is out of it, and we're going to get into that in a little bit. But I'm rooting for England for two reasons. One, they were good. You have this, the first star of soccer that I ever remember was David Beckham. He was Ronaldo before Ronaldo was Ronaldo. And as a kid, if you don't have a team, listen, I get people in, I don't know, Oklahoma and, I don't know, one of these crazy crap states that don't have a football team anywhere near them. I get rooting for the Cowboys because you saw them on TV. They were America's team. That's the team you root for. I understand people rooting for LeBron, kids rooting for LeBron with that in like Seattle and places that don't have a team, Baltimore. I understand that. So when, when I didn't have a soccer team, but I did start watching soccer, David Beckham was it. So I have a David Beckham jersey. I supported England because I enjoyed, you know, the whole, I was the guy who liked LeBron before LeBron. I liked the soccer LeBron, which was David Beckham back in the day. And Zidane, who was French. But I didn't... There was, like, something about... I'm sorry, but, like, even for a dude, when you're growing up, you want to... The whole entire point is you want to get the girls. That's the whole... Your entire life is spent trying to get ass. So, no offense to Zidane, but he was, like... He had that weird haircut... Like, he was, like, going bald, but he wasn't going bald, and it was, like, a triangle on his head. He looked like, you know, Bert, and it just wasn't, you know, you're like, he's a really good soccer player, but, like, you know, he's not getting the girls. And then you go to David Beckham, and literally every girl in the world is like, I love David. David Beckham is, like, 70 right now, and people are still, like, he's the best-looking guy. And they're like, how is that possible? I mean, surgery, Botox, but... I mean, you're talking about the, the dude's a good-looking dude, and he got the girls. So when you were watching, you watched David Beckham because he was good, and he got the girls. And you wanted to be good, and you wanted to get the girls. So that's why a guy like me would watch them. So I became a Beckham fan. Second reason, second reason I'm rooting for England is the Premier League. Now, I started watching soccer in 1994, and I thought I wrote Alexi Lalas. He responded this week on Twitter, which is which was a lot of fun, because 
Alexi Lawless was my first, you know, before Beckham, I didn't know, really know. I knew soccer from me staying on defense and, like, occasionally someone would come down and I'd just, like, kick the ball as far down the other end as I could, watch my brother save balls. But I remember Alexi Lawless and Kobe Jones on Sports Illustrated for Kids in 1994. June 1994, I had that issue hanging on my wall. It was awesome because as a kid, I wasn't allowed to have long hair. And I looked at that and I was like, holy shit. Alexei Lawless has the big goatee, Jim Anvil, Lionheart. He's got the big, red-headed, curly, long hair. Kobe Jones is the big dreadlocks. You got Tony Miola with the, like, you know, pulled back ponytail. And I was like, look at this. Like, look at these dudes. Like, I'm not allowed to have the hair like you. So I would go and me and my brother would put would cut up a basketball net. I would take the one part and I would wear it just on my head and it would be flopping around and then it would be like Alexi Laos. And my brother would cut up pieces of it like dreadlocks and then put a Philly bucket hat on and he would be Kobe Jones. And we would play soccer every single day of that summer, which also happened to be in the United States. Great. Turn of events, USA loses to Brazil, who eventually goes on. Did they win it? No. Yeah, I think they did win it. But an exciting time nonetheless. So that's when I got into soccer. It was, a, it was good. It was fun. So now you have the Premier League coming on to NBC Sports. Not, they play every single game on the first day and the last day. The NBC Sports app has every single game on it every single week. They'll play two to three games, big games, every single weekend. It's my favorite. And I'll tell you what. Fall, everyone's like football. I'm British football first. I don't watch, I don't watch college basketball or college football, really. It's not really my thing. I do watch soccer. So Saturday morning, 7.55, there's a game on, British time, American time, 7.55. Wake up, watch that. Watch the 10 o'clock game. I watch them all. And that's how I spend my Saturday mornings. Then I got to do my dad or, you know, yard work or things like that to maintain my house. So I don't watch college football because I'd rather spend my sport time watching soccer. Then Sunday comes and, you know, goes from there. I'm watching the NFL. So that's another reason. Because as I'm watching the Premier League, I know the entire English team. Because I see them on TV every single week. So I know Harry Kane with Tottenham. I'm watching, you know, <clears throat> Raheem Sterling from Man City. And even the rest of the World Cup is fun because De Bruyne... Guys like that, that Hazard, like they're all playing in the Premier League, so I recognize and know a lot of these guys. But I've become so obsessed with soccer, and the USA team has really solidified that for me. And I'll tell you what, it is a crying shame. It is a shame. With all the shit that we are going through as a country right now, it is a shame that the United States is not represented in this World Cup. It is a shame, and I will tell you why. When you look at Sweden, Sweden, they all look alike. The majority of the team, 
are white guys. The majority of the team have blonde hair and blue eyes. South Korea, Japan, all look alike. All are Asian. There's no black. There's no Hispanic. You look at Colombia. They're all Hispanic. Mexico, all Hispanic. Brazil, Hispanic. Portugal, you have a little variety. They are all of one pretty much unified look. England has a little variety. You have black and white. But there is not a more varied team in the world than the United States. And I'm just thinking about their roster. And listen, the USA, the U.S. team, they turn things over. So we talk about, and I put a tweet out talking about how I didn't understand the process with the Sixers and things like that. USA Soccer did the process as well because they didn't make the World Cup and they got rid of everyone. They booted them all out. They were like, we're done. Because it didn't make sense to keep these guys on anymore. It didn't make sense to keep aging players on anymore. It wasn't what needed to happen. Because you didn't want to be stuck in mediocrity. So, what do they do? They revamp the whole entire thing. And if you look at their lineups, you have African-American. You have Caucasian, you have Hispanic, you have Asian, you have guys from different countries, born in different countries, Iceland, Germany, uh, Nigeria. You have guys from all over the world, all competing and playing on one team, and that team is the United States. So that's one of those things where it kind of is annoying when we have, and listen, I'm not into politics at all, like at all. I don't really care. I don't really get myself all into it. I get it. People get pissed off by it, and I understand you're talking about your life. To me, the president is just the guy whose face we see on TV a lot. He's not really part of my friends, but fucking with my life. He's not. He's just there. He's making decisions which might affect other people, but my life, in terms of what I make, in terms of where I live, what I eat, what car I drive, where I go to the movies, nothing's changed. What television I watch, like nothing's changed because this guy's president. So I don't really care too much about politics. Maybe that's selfish of me, but listen, everyone wants to fight everyone else's battles, and I think we need to start worrying about ourselves, because I know a lot of people in this world who fight other people's battles and get themselves in the middle of situations when all you have to do is worry about yourself. Worry about yourself. How can you be more successful? How can you get better? And that's one of these things that I'm trying to do right now, especially with my life. Try to get better every day. Because nothing's perfect, and I haven't been perfect. But guess what? I'm trying to improve every day. All right, so back to the U.S. 
That is why I think everyone, if this team was playing in the World Cup, all these dopes that are complaining about how shitty everything is in our country can look and see this variety of people that we have, all of these different denominations, all of these different races, all of these different ethnicities, all of these different religions coming together for one team to put on a jersey representing the United States. And other countries don't worry about that because they're all the same. These things represent us. These teams represent us. You look at, like, USA basketball. Listen, I was a great basketball player, but I was the minority. I was subject to racism, but opposite racism, because I was a big white dude. And people didn't like white, big white dudes in the professional basketball. They wanted you to be African-American. And I was told on several occasions that because I'm not black, I don't get the job. Sucks. Yeah, but guess what? So life goes. I love the fact that United States soccer shows such a diversity because you are getting all these different guys who combine skill and athleticism into one beautiful sport. You have them all on one pitch, and you have them all representing exactly who we are as a country. A diverse group of different religions, races, everything. And you don't have guys that are the same. And I think that's one of the biggest things that's so cool about this country. And that people who complain all the time about how shitty this country is and how much racism is here or how shitty everyone is or how this guy sucks or this guy sucks. We have it hard, man. It's not easy being American. It's not. Because you are constantly intermixing, talking, dealing with people who aren't just like you. And how many people on a daily basis really even notice or give a crap? Like no one. Because that's what we're used to. So I just want to tell all those people who think that this country sucks to watch the United States soccer team, to watch how a group of people who all come together from different forms, different races, different religions, and they have one goal, which is what this country needs to be again. I don't care if you don't like someone. Sometimes you have to just shut the fuck up and just deal Like, I see people on Twitter, and they're constantly complaining, this country sucks. Or I see people on the other end, this country rocks, Trump is like, Jesus, shut up, both of you. Like, just freaking stop, and how can we get better? Because that's what the process is. And we might need to pull a process on this freaking country, because how are we going to get ourselves better? How are we going to improve? How is this country going to become what it needs to be again? And maybe we have to get down to the root of things, and we have to get rid of all the bullshit that's making us so diverse and so, or so crazy and start the process. 
and build it back up. Because that's what is success is built on. Breaking things down and building it back up. Not complaining on Twitter. Not complaining to anyone who will listen how shitty your life is. I get it. There's some people who have it worse than others. And there's some people who don't. But that's why when I look at the United States soccer team, that's why I feel like there's hope. Because we are not all the same. We are different. And that difference is what makes us awesome. Guys, this is Kevin Owens here on the Match Up Zone, coming to you live from Phone Pack Studios in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Thanks again for listening today. We will be back next week, hopefully with Hank, Mike, Dave, one of the co-hosts. Until then, guys, peace out. Have a great night. And, uh, yeah, keep watching that World Cup. It's going to be a good time.